darling. Hello, Daddy. Hello, Daddy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Daddy Dilemmas podcast, where we have a beer in our hands, and we're going to basically just go on and on about the joys and the terrors of being dads. I thought you were going to say we have a beer in our hands and our other hand around the throat of our kids. I mean, it, it, it feels like that at, at sometimes, you know, like I'll choke you with this hand, but then I'll drink my beer with this other hand. Don't, hey. don't disrupt my beer drinking. I always said you were a multitasker. I can do it all. I am uh, Don, and I'm the father of two boys. Today I'm drinking a, see, it's called Morbid Hour. Morbid Hour. It's by uh, Kings County Breweries. So it's pretty morbid. Is it good? I like it so far. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm the other guy on the show, the other dad. And my dilemma is two lovely young ladies. And by young ladies, I mean two teenage girls, almost teenage girls that I want to strangle. Yes. So. And because of that, I'm drinking a Corona. Corona hits the spot. That's to celebrate the coronavirus. Well, I shouldn't be celebrating the coronavirus, but that's in honor of the coronavirus. Because Uh, I heard, I saw a YouTube video where a guy says that Corona gets rid of the coronavirus. Hey, he can't be, he he was a doctor, right? And it's on the internet, so it's got to be true, right? It's got to be true. Drink more Corona. Can't get the coronavirus. Absolutely. That's what all those like partying kids in Florida are thinking, right? Down at the beach. Yeah, just drink um, another Corona. I'm safe. If I drink enough alcohol, no way I'm going to get coronavirus. Because <laughs> alcohol like, kills germs, right? I feel like our president said things like that as well. Just yeah. just drink some more alcohol. You'll be good. It'll kill everything in there. Well, that's what I'm... Look, at. I've been drinking a lot of beer lately, and I haven't got the coronavirus. So put two and two together. There you go. That's science. <laughs> yes. So have you been surviving, Chris, this uh, intense heat we're having right now? Well, is it hot? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> yes, it's like, uh, what's, what is it, like 109 outside today? It's, it's insane. So again, for those new listeners, we are, uh, Chris and I live in Arizona, not together, but we live in Arizona and uh, we are in July as we're recording this. So we are going through some like record setting heat. Yeah, yeah it's, it is. It's, it's insane. Hot. We uh we got in the pool the other day and it was starting to starting to get to that bath watery temperature where you're like, oh, not as refreshing as it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and our pool has a has a dark, we have what they call pebble tech. And for some reason, the people we bought the house from decided, hey, it's a good idea to make the bottom of the pool really dark. So it heats up a lot faster than than a light colored pool. So your pool is already in the bath water it was 90 degrees when we went in yesterday yeah not very relief no relief no but yeah it is hot and we're surviving we are surviving surviving. i guess they you know it's funny because people say oh my god i'm from california originally and my friends from california will say oh my god how do you stand out there it's so hot and uh, my answer to them all the time is, hey, well, you know, I go from my air-conditioned car house to my air-conditioned car to my air-conditioned office and then back and then jump in the pool. So why do I care if it's hot or not? Yeah. We, we, 
we have a, you know, a hot, miserable time in the summer, but I always like to remind myself of all those beautiful months in, you know, January or December, you know, all those months when everyone else is shoveling snow and we're just, you know, in the sixties and seventies, that's, that's why we're here. That's what I I like to call my friends. I like to call my friends in LA when they, you know, all summer they're going, Oh my God, it's so hot. I can't believe you live there. And then, you know, we'll have a day here where it's 75 degrees and sunny. And I'll look at the, the forecast in California, it's pouring rain. And I'll call them up and say, oh, I can't believe you live there. How do you live there with that rain? I'm out in my shorts and, you know, T-shirt. That is true. We rarely get rain here. Rarely get rain. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The interesting fact is that I moved here and I'm self-employed. And I don't think, I probably wear long pants maybe 10 times a year. And the rest of the time I'm in shorts. I would, I would agree with that for the most part. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a few weeks here and there in like the real winter winter where you want to put some pants on, but you could, you could kind of get a, get around just year round wearing shorts. Absolutely. I love it. Happen. Well, I also want to give you an update and our listeners an update. Uh, a few episodes ago, we had talked about um, discussing the birds and the bees with uh, children um, me particularly having uh, a boy who's 11 years old, I need to um, bring on that discussion. And so I wanted to give just an update on that uh, birds and the bees talk. So again, kind of more background information. I'm a school teacher. And so they sent me a video. My, my school district emailed me this video and it's actually somewhere on YouTube. I mean, it might be like an unlisted video or something, but it basically is a puberty video. And uh, for any of you listeners that are, you know, with kids right now, you may want to, you know, mute it for a minute here. But, you know, this puberty video kind of goes over a lot of the basics of puberty, you know, where they talk about testicles and scrotum and, and all this kind of stuff. And so it still I makes me giggle. It's so much, man. I tell you, when <laughs> I have to show this video with, in a room of, you know, 40 to 50 little boys, I'm just like, oh, just get me through this. Um, they but say, anyway, teacher said testicles. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I have to like say it in class. It's like a lesson I have to teach. Um, but anyway, in, in my brain, I thought, you know, my son didn't get this talk because the uh, coronavirus kind of ended school early. And so I'm going to give him this talk, but I'm going to have the video give him this talk. So again, I think kind of a smart move on my part. So, uh, I saw him the other, this is maybe like a week ago. He came out in the morning or I, I don't remember what it was, but like my younger son wasn't around and that's kind of what I was waiting for. I didn't want my younger son to, you know, be like, I want to watch the video too. I was like, you're five. You don't need to see this. So my 11 year old comes out and I sit him down. I go, I go look, I just need you to watch this video. Just watch it. I'll leave you alone. You know, and I hit play and I just like, you know, he, had, he had headphones on. He's just sitting there in front of the laptop. He's watching it. Um, the video gets over and I was just like, what'd you think? And he's like, he's like, it was fine. It was, it was terrible. Like it's, it's done, you know? And I was like, I was like, okay, all right. And I just kind of left him alone. I just, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to like pound on him too much because I felt like it was a lot of information, you know, about hair growing in places and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I just kind of left him alone. And so, uh, you know, like later that day or the next day or whatever, I kind of asked him like, like, what'd you, what'd you think of that video? Like, if you have questions or anything, like you can always ask me, 
Um, but then I asked him, I said, did you know any of the information in the video? Which I, which I thought was fair. Cause I don't really know, you know, as an 11 year old kid, like, I don't know what he knows about. And he said a, a pretty, I think solid answer. He was like, I knew about half of the stuff they talked about. So felt like, felt like I did, did all right yeah. with that. Awesome. Well, we had kind of a, not necessarily a birds and the bees moment, but my younger daughter got her monthly visitor mm-hmm. and totally confused her. And luckily I have a wife and she explained everything that was happening to her, but boy, she did, she did not, wasn't hesitant to let us know that she was on her period. Wow. She's, you know, I'd say, Adriana, take out the trash. I can't. I'm on my period. <laughs> wow. The whole world stops. Yeah. And she she decided that, you know, she gets to be mean the whole week and, you know, all those things. So wow. for you dads there that have daughters that are starting their period, I feel bad for you. That would be that would be you now. Well, maybe you can contact us and tell us what you did to uh when when your daughter started her period. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a whole new ball game, I think, for having older ish kids. Um, because yeah, when I mean when you're changing diapers, you're definitely like, man, this really stinks, like waking up in the middle of the night and changing diapers and all that stuff with like a newborn, but when when those kids start getting into the puberty and all that, woo! It's a it's a whole new it's a whole new game now. Not fun, is it? Real, getting real. Yeah. So um, our next topic is what my something that's close and dear to my heart, and I'd like to know. And I'm a new father. Like you know, if you listen to the show, you know I've adopted my daughter three years ago and in the process of adopting another daughter. But I don't understand why do my kids want to waste all my money? Cha-ching. Can you answer that, Don? Uh, Let's let's get more specific on wasting money. Like, do they just ask for money and then throw it away? Or do they just like pour out gallons of milk in front of you? And they're just like, I don't like this milk. Uh, Both of those pretty much. Yeah, they, they, you know, waste food. They want this, they want that, they have it for a week and they get bored of it and then, you know, ends up going to the box of the Goodwill. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They're just, they have, I guess, I guess it has to do with the fact that kids don't really have, know the meaning of money. You know, they get it, they yeah. get it handed to them for doing a few chores. So it doesn't mean as much to them as maybe as it does to us that have to work our asses off to get money. Yeah, I've I've seen that a few times with with my older son, uh, obviously, where he'll get like a gift certificate or something. And so he's like, Oh, man, I've got this like, you know, $50 to go spend on Amazon or whatever. And then as we're like, you know, online together shopping for something, and he's scrolling, he'll see these things. And he's like, What? This is $80. (laughs) And I feel like there's like these little moments where he kind of like has these realizations, like, dang, like, that's a lot, you know, or like, we'll be at a restaurant. And he kind of like, you know, he catches like some of the bill, you know, where he's like, oh my gosh, like $90. And I'm like, yeah, it's $90 or whatever it is, you know? And so there are these little moments where I think it does hit him more than my, my younger son. My younger son, I don't think has any concept 
of money or how much things are. Um, but yeah, I would say my older son is probably a little bit more aware of it. Yeah. My kids, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a pretty frugal guy and you know, if we go out to dinner, they'll say, Oh, well I want this. And it's like a really expensive thing on the menu. And I'm like, no, you're not getting that. But a, you're not going to eat the whole thing. I know you and B you can get this smaller meal. That's less money. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we'll be somewhere and my daughter will say, mom, can you buy me this, you know, this t-shirt and mom and uh, my wife will say, no, but you have money in your account. You can buy it. And she'll, oh, never mind. I don't need it. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think, I think that's the way to do it. I think especially like, like we said over and over, I mean, I think as kids are kind of becoming older, uh, I think that's kind of the way to do it is you kind of give them their allowance, you know, based on chores or behavior or whatever, but then they're the ones that really have to decide if they want it or not, because, um, you know, there are, there are kids that kind of really start learning the value of money at kind of a younger age. And I think as they grow up into adults, they're a lot kind of smarter with their money. Um, whereas I think there's that other polarization, you know, that way other end where kids, kind of grow up not really knowing money or understanding it and they get into college or adulthood and they've like maxed out three credit cards, not knowing what, what just happened. Um, you know, where collection agencies are like coming and like taking their car and they're like, what's going on? Um, this happened. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, I think it's one of those things. I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I mean, I feel like finances are, it's, I mean, it's, it's almost like one of those classes that like it, it's not taught in school. Um, but I feel like as adults, we all talk about that. Like it should be taught in school, right? Like how to, you know, how to pay bills or how to manage allowance or money or something. I guess that's one good thing they do in the foster care system is when it, you know, when a child doesn't get adopted and they're in foster care, they're probably living in a group home. And when they're ready to age out, which is 18, you know, basically when they turn 18, there's like, okay, see ya, we're done with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do give them classes on money management. Oh. And I think they will help them with the, when they age out, if you're going to school, they'll help you with an apartment and with groceries and such. But <clears throat> they do offer a lot of uh, life, life skills classes, which, you know, I think most of those kids at that point don't really take advantage of that. Yeah. Because, you know, they're, they're, in those group homes and they just want to get out. They think they're going to go conquer the world and they know everything. So that a lot of them will not take the classes, but you know, yeah. I've seen, I've seen documentaries on kids that do take the classes and they go to school and go to college and, you know, they end up becoming productive citizens. So I, I'll have to say that that's one good thing that, that um, foster care does for kids. That is good. Yeah. Cause I think you're right. I mean, that is kind of a scary thought that they're just in this group home and they hit 18 and it's just out in the world, just bye. you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Um, and you're right. I mean, they don't, I mean like, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. Um, so I think there's little things and I guess in a way too, like I just thought of this too. I mean, for me, one of my first introductions to money was when I was, was probably around, I want to say like 14 or 15, but I, I started making money kind of for the first time, uh, some, some friends and I would start going around our neighborhood and cutting, uh, cutting grass. Uh, we'd be going out and doing yard work 
And I remember, you know, being handed, you know, like a hundred dollars or something, you know, at the end of the week and being like, Oh my gosh, like, this is awesome. That's a lot of um, money. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's kind of like what we talked about um, a couple shows ago, you were telling us about that, um, that kid credit card system. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think that's a lot of it too. I mean, I think kind of as kids are getting older, so I think, I think like what you were saying, your, your wife's kind of on the right track, you know, when the girls are like, I want this. Like, okay. Well you have money like go spend it. And yeah. It's especially like, funny oh, when they're, they're like, mind. I gotta have this. This is so awesome. It's the best t-shirt I've ever seen in my life. And if I don't get this, I think my life is ruined. And then my <laughs> wife will say, okay, well you got money. Oh, never mind. Wasn't that good? It's, it's not. It's not that great. Yeah, I don't really love it. I could do without it. I will. I will um, agree with you though about the the eating food, like going out to restaurants and stuff and eating food. Because I have I have done that before. Where you're right, like you kind of want. I mean, you always want your kids to eat their food, um, but at the same time, like I've had times where I've had the kids like share a meal or you know we we doggy bag the rest of it and they're eating it the next day for lunch. Um, so there are those things where they're like, do this again. And you're like, yeah, man, it's like the dinner from last night. Like, here you go. Yep. So I have to do that more. Cause my kids, uh, for some reason they don't eat leftovers. They don't huh. even eat like the leftovers that I cook and I cook wow. pretty good. So, but I don't know. They just don't like to eat leftovers and she'll open the refrigerator and go, dad, there's nothing to eat here. And I'm like, are you kidding me? There's like chili I made the other night. There's some pasta in there. There's a salad that you ordered that you never finished. And they're like, can we go to McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing Come to eat kid. here. Come on, kid. I'm like, okay, I have well. to, I have to, I have to admit a little bit. That is, that is sort of me a little bit too. My wife, my wife gives me some crap sometimes about that. Cause I'll, I'll do that where I open the fridge and I'm like, there's no, there's nothing in here. And she's kind of like, did you open any of the Tupperwares? And I'm like, no. No, I did not. No. Yeah, so anyway, they just, I don't know, they just like to waste my hard-earned money. And, you know, like the one kid had to have a skateboard. Yeah. And if I had a skateboard, I'd skate every day. And yeah, so I bought her a skateboard. She's used it twice. Yeah. And she hasn't used it since. So, you know, I got her skateboard, the helmets, the pads. It's out there getting getting dusty. Yep. And the other one, I bought her escape. Well, she got one free from a foster care. There's a lot of these agencies where you get free stuff for your foster kids. So she wanted a skateboard. So we went and got a free skateboard, really nice skateboard. And she painted it silver with spray paint, like the whole thing, including the wheels. Ooh. And every just took the whole thing and sprayed it silver. And they said, well, why aren't she? Look, it's so cool. And I'm like, okay, well, why aren't you riding it? Well, I can't ride it. It got paint all over the wheels. They're too slippery now. Hmm. I'm like, oh, save this me from kid. these kids. This kid. Yeah. Well, let's let's change gears and let's not complain about our kids. Let's complain about our wives. Yay. About, um, we have to have, we have a, a we have to have a no a uh, whole nother podcast called uh husbanddilemmas.com yes yes terrible terrible husbands that's us yes. that should be the name of the podcast 
So uh, this is a list we found online. I actually did this a couple podcasts ago. Uh, it's 10 things dad can do to give mom a break. And so a couple episodes ago, we, uh, we went through the first five things that dad can do to give mom a break. And so now we're going to go through the next five things. So let's, uh, let's read through the list, Chris, and let's decide if, if these are things that we're doing to give mom a break. Okay. So let's see here. Number six says plan a fun family outing and then execute it. Can't coronavirus. <laughs> we, we started doing this thing and, and I, I can't really take credit for this cause I, I don't really do the whole planning part of it, but I'm very supportive on what my wife suggests, but uh, she gets a magazine and the magazine will have these like weekend drives listed like kind of these scenic drives that you can go on um and so we've actually done that uh a couple times now where even with the with the um with the pandemic and everything going on we'll all just kind of pile into the car on like a saturday morning and we'll just go on a drive and and it's you know like an hour there we'll spend like an hour or two maybe hiking or sightseeing a little bit and then we'll drive back and it kind of just gets us out of the house a little bit shows the boys a little bit of scenery that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to try that. Yeah. Because we've been cooped it's, up in this house for too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'll have to send you the link when we're done here. Uh, let's see. Number seven, take an opportunity to teach the kids something. What have you taught lately, Chris? What have you taught your, your children lately? Uh, let me think about that. I try and teach them that I'm, I'm the kind of person that wants to know everything. Like I love learning. Mm -hmm. Um, so I try and teach them some stuff, but they really don't, they don't have that desire that I do. And, but I did teach my daughter, um, the older one, how to make music using GarageBand. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And so, because GarageBand has all these loops. So basically, you know, it's a portion of music and you just put them all together. You know, you get a drum loop and a bass loop and a, guitar loop and a keyboard loop yeah. and it makes a song and she's that's one thing i can say that i was proud of her that she really you know was interested in and she started making songs and i'm like that's good that's really cool so that's one thing i taught her but that they're, they're both have the as most kids do in foster care well, most that i've met have add so it's pretty hard to teach them anything because they just they're they're interested for a short period of time and then they get bored what about yeah, you? And I was just thinking, well, I was thinking as you were talking earlier about the, um, how you were a good cook. Uh, my wife has been really good about teaching my older son kind of some cooking things. Um, she's super patient with them in the kitchen where she'll show them, you know, how to start up a recipe or, you know, boil, whatever, chop things and things. Um, but I was actually just teaching. So my younger son is, uh, almost six. Um, and I've actually been teaching him really I've really, especially with this pandemic, I've really been trying to like set a schedule to teach him how to read. And, uh, we actually have, I ordered this book online and it's actually sort of, it's broken into lessons, but it kind of breaks down the letters and the sounds and kind of building words. But I've actually been working with him on learning how to read. And I feel like that, and again, I'm, I am a teacher by profession, but I feel like that's kind of been my biggest thing this, uh, this last couple months, I've really been working with, uh, the younger kiddo on how to read and he's, he's getting there. Um, it's not perfect yet, but he's, he's definitely getting better and better. So 
I feel pretty good about that. I think that's a, that's a huge strength for kids if they can read. So, yeah, that's really good. You want to come over and teach my kids how to read? <laughs> no, no, it's pandemic time. Pandemic time. Everyone's oh, there you this. go. Uh, let's see. Number eight. Oh, this is a good one. Number eight, organize a date for the two of you. We got to do that. We're, we're working on that. But again, pandemic. So, you know, it's not a lot of options. Yeah. Um, we're not alarmist, but we are a little hesitant to go out to, you know, to eat in a crowded restaurant at yeah. this point in time. Would you be willing um, with pandemic being over and everything like that? Would you be willing to kind of leave your girls at home and maybe like you and the wife go out for two or three hours and maybe just go see a movie or go out to dinner? Hell yeah. There you go. I'll tell you what, I, I, I tell you what we bought, um, we bought these electric bikes. Oh, bikes. And I'm just waiting. We're, we got one and we're waiting for the other one to come. But I told, I told my wife, I said, oh, as soon as this comes, let's just leave the kids home and we'll take them and we'll drive down to, you know, there's this uh, about, I don't know, it's about seven, eight miles away. There's a little area of a town that has a, just a big row of restaurants. And I said, let's just take the e-bikes and leave the kids home. And we'll take the e-bikes and go to downtown Gilbert and, you know, have a, have a date. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. So that is, that is, something, that. That is something I was, I was realizing just the other day we were talking about kind of going out or just kind of having some time away from children. And that is sort of the, the thing when you have some kids that are older, you can kind of start getting away from the whole babysitting situation, um, which is kind of exciting. I mean, and again, my oldest is only 11. Um, but we will leave the house, uh, during the day, but we will leave the house for maybe like one or two hours at a time. So again, you've got this almost six year old and this 11 year old and, you know, you kind of get them all set up. Like, you know, you guys just had snack, don't open the door, just stay put, get along. And then we'll run out. We'll go out and do like some errands or something. Um, and it's actually worked out pretty well. So that might be the thing to do too, especially once things are quieting down, you know, where, Hey, me and your mom are going to go see a movie and don't kill each other. Well, you know, people say, I, you know, that I was being altruistic when I, you know, wanted to foster a 13 year old. Uh, uh-uh. that's a built in babysitter right there. That's pretty good. <laughs> Actually, that's not true, but it, it does work out that way. So it, it's, it's nice. Although my girls, I'm afraid they're going to kill each other when they're alone. But I think they get along better when they're alone than we're, when we're around. Interesting. Yeah, I, think, I, think, to... I think the young one is, is fighting for our, our attention. So when we're not here, she doesn't have to fight for our attention and she gets along better. There you go. So maybe giving them that time alone. Yeah, and we have no we have no hesitation about going out and having a dinner and leaving the kids here. We have, we actually have cameras set up in the downstairs in the living room and family room, so we could even watch them if we wanted to. Nice, that's pretty slick. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, number nine, the number nine thing that dad can do to give mom a break is give her time to have a nap or sleep in. How do no you do way. that one? Yeah, shit. Well, I do that. I do that all the time. Um, so, it, um, 
yeah, about she she works from home and you know, around six o'clock she gets tired, so she goes up and takes a nap for a little bit while I cook dinner. So I do that all the time. That's pretty good of you. Um I'm trying to think about naps. Uh neither of us are big nappers. Um, but every once in a while she'll she'll sleep in or something like that. And and I've I've always been pretty big about trying to, you know, keep the kids away from her bedroom or or kind of like close her door or something like that. So I feel like I'm willing to do that. I mean, I, I feel like that's just being a good spouse. I mean, especially if one person's like, I'm tired, I need to go lay down. And then the other person's like, okay, like, yeah, go, go take care of yourself. Like, I got this. I don't know. It doesn't seem too bad. All right, let's see. Uh, the last one, number 10. The number 10 thing that dad can do to give mom a break is tell her how much you love and appreciate her. Oh, isn't that special? Right. All of our listeners are like, oh, well, you know, I would I would tell her on this podcast, but she never listens to it. So, ooh, burn. See, see, that's why you talk about her so much. Yeah. My wife is the opposite. She does listen to this. So I have to keep saying like really nice things like I love her so much and she's the best ever. And all I can do is just love her because she's so easy to love. She's perfect. See, that was convincing. That was, I was, I was very convinced, but, um, no, I tell her every once in a while and she, she actually thrives on that. And I even have the girls, you know, I'll tell the girls, go tell mom how great she is and how much you love her and how much she does for you, how much you appreciate what she does for you. And they'll be like, okay, love you mom. (laughs) Great. You're a good mom. I think Uh, that's, I think that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think that's the thing. Again, going back to kind of just being a good spouse. I mean, just kind of like, you know, letting her know that she's appreciated. Uh, I try and make a, a note of that, especially when she um, she's kind of like the main cook in the house. Um, but I'll I'll often tell her, uh, you know, just how how great her food is, or you know, how much yeah I appreciate that she likes to cook. I mean, for me, it, it really is like amazing that I found this woman that's like I love to cook, and I'm like, thank God. Oh God, I don't have to cook. Yeah, it's um, funny that we both married Mexican women who are, you know, not to be stereotypical, but supposed to be good cooks, right? Yeah. You got I the good cook, I got the one that doesn't cook. <laughs> How is that fair? I mean, I'm I'm happy with with my with my life situation. I mean, this is great. She's always like, I want to cook. I, want, I love cooking. And I'm like, yes, yes, I love eating. I love eating your cooking. So this is a match made in heaven. Well, my wife, my wife loves to bake, so okay. She she makes up with the with not cooking by baking delicious goods. There you go. That's a contribution. It is. She loves to bake. So, hence, how are we on time? Hence, we, why, I'm, we, why I'm fat. Should we, so, should we go to our next segment, Chris? Or I think we, I think we should save those for next week because we're. Okay. I don't are want. We, I don't want the people. The I don't want the people to start nodding off in the middle of our podcast. Wake up. How long is this podcast going to be? I started when I was 1934. Pay attention. We're almost done. Yeah. So let's, let's save those next two for the, for the next podcast. Cool. Shall we? Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast and be sure to subscribe. That way you get to hear us every time we make a new podcast. Boom. It's right in your inbox. Right there. You don't even have to do anything. Just press play. 
and you hear all our wisdom. Wisdom for years and years. Yes. And if you know, a, a, you know, I'm sure if you're a dad, you probably know some other dads. So say, hey, hey, dad, let me tell you something dad to dad. Check out this podcast. It's pretty cool. And um, th- so, yeah, so just, you know, just uh, listen and share with your friends. And we'll be share happy. Us out. Share us out. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you are a daddy uh, or you have a, a dad um, in your life and you have a dilemma and you'd like to comment uh, toward the show um, or, or give us any kind of feedback, uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, we'd love any kind of feedback or comments, uh, questions. Uh, you can just send us a message, um, and the way to get <laughs> the way to get hold of us is at anchor anchor.fm slash daddy dash dilemmas dash podcast. Or if you prefer the old email system, you can just email us dads at hogfishstudios.com. Absolutely. And we will get back to you and we will say thank you so much for telling us how wonderful our podcast is. We love it. Appreciate it. And if you say we suck, we'll, we'll read that on the, on the podcast. Yeah. Joe from Montana says we suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll wrap up another one. So hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and be nice to those kids. They're the only ones you got and they'll probably be the ones supporting you when you're old and old and uh, broke. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> See you next time. Bye guys. Bye.